What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 137 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. Come one, come all to the most terrifying circus experience of your lives. I am your ringmaster and zombie wrangler, Alex Arona. With me this week is Clown of Terror, Joel DeWitt. What's going on, Joel? Ha, ha, ha. Dead inside and out, Alex. That's, that's pretty bad. Speaking of pretty bad, we also have, well, you put bearded. You are definitely not bearded, Eric Getty Gettinger. $5 to touch it, $6 for me to touch it while you touch my toes, Alex. I... The beard. My mustache. Your mustache is real powerful right now. You got a real... I can't think River. of anybody that's creep as creepier as, than you with that mustache. Whoever <laughs> wants to touch it. I can see that. Uh, well, um, lastly, tattooed man Alec Parks. What's going on, Alec? Freshly oh. tattooed. Oh, yes. I can make it dance. You want to see? No. I, mm, okay. I don't like the circus now. $5 for me not to show you. I... Venmoing you as we speak. All right. Uh, so uh, I don't really want to confront any more internal fears. Uh, this week we have a few more spooky entries into our diary. State of play for Sony in the news, and then bring the boom for our backlog blog. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games we uh, that mm, that Getty picks while unsupervised. Try to give me to Ron Burgundy that I saw it. Mm-hmm. It still threw me off. I'll never learn. The first game we played this week is a game called The Darkest Tale into uh, The Darkest Tales into the Nightmare. This is a story about a young child who, uh, in her dreams, gets attacked by nightmare demons, and a fairy tries to save her by recruiting her teddy bear to go into her dreams and fight off the dream nightmares. Uh, it's 2D platformer, feels a little like Ori, feels a little like Hollow Knight, but damn is it grim. Getty, you really are messed up, man. I don't know where this game came from. Normally we poach from Alpha Beta Gamer. Uh, this just popped up on my Steam, just in the top games. And I, I knew you like, were a sick person. Yeah, well, I blame you because most of the the reason for that is, you know, I have to pick games for the podcast, so. (laughs) But this game is dope AF. Agreed. So, (laughs) you are a teddy bear who, uh, they give him magic scissors, so he's just got double, dual-wielding blades, taking apart the scissors, and is ready to fight. And he is just, like, let's just just get right into it. That guy, that bear is constantly pissed. He's just tired. He he might as well be voiced by um, Hugh Jackman from Lethal Weapon, just like. Um, this is his stuff. last day on the job. Yeah, he's he's one day from retirement, <laughs> and that fairy kind of made him do get up and like fight these these nightmare demons, and they are nightmares. Uh, I I guys, there was some horrifying stuff. Man, oh, Joel, what Red Robin Hood, little, little, or Red little Red Robin Hood, little Red Robin Riding Hood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Red Riding Hood. Words are little not my friend there. tonight. Little Red Riding Hood. Man, she was she was something else. Ooh, where you find her picking apart the skeleton? Uh, did you not get to the to the boss battle with her? Oh yeah, I did. Okay. But the, it just it sets this gruesome premise already. I, I was taken aback by that a little bit, but it was sort of a nice 
like turning it on its head kind of thing with that parable. There's a name uh, for this. It's a fractured fairy tale. And that's there we go. part of what I was drawn to is the spin of Little Red Riding Hood as a bad guy. <laughs> uh, well, she slaughters a whole family of wolves and it's just blood pouring down the wall yeah. on several occasions. Or she will, uh, I think she said, she said that she murdered all those people, right? And set that whole town on fire. Was that? Yeah. Just, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And the bear the entire time is very concerned, rightly so. The fairy just keeps saying, ah, you got this, it's fine. And he's like, that lady just murdered a lot of people. <laughs> right, did anyone get that vibe? Like, Oh, yeah. The, 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 blue, the fairy, the lights, as they call her, is just, she is way too confident for this bear. Yeah, I mean, he, he is definitely a little unsteady, but he also starts this with just like, okay, I just need to kill everything, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the fairy's just like, yeah, yeah, that's about it. Just don't, don't kill him. It'll be fine. It's totally cool. But it was, a, it, it was just very funny that, yeah, she is, that fairy is cashing checks for the bear that he has no intention of cashing. He's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, no, you go. F- she locked me in the trunk for years. Uh, so you can, she can. She could be fine. She could fight her own nightmare demons. I don't need to do this. Yeah, he got real Toy Story there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And uh, it play uh, it definitely plays a lot like the those other games, like again uh, Ori and Hollow Knight, because it's got platforming. It's got uh, it's got a gauge that fills up where you can then charge it to heal, uh, and you get other abilities throughout the way. It's very Metroidvania style with uh, p- places that you can't really access until you acquire a dash which that one kind of bummed me out that like the from defeating the boss you get a dash because it just the whole beginning uh section leading up to the boss that's the only thing i'm like this feels like it needs a dash this needs a dash like from the jump because i feel like some of these the way that there are platforming sections where there's like spikes and all this stuff i feel like it's too precise to make the jump, you have to be right at it. And in some cases, I kind of glitched into like rubbing off the rubbing the edge to like get up to avoid the spikes. It just felt both punishing and also just a little too precise that it needed that extra oomph of like a da- a mid air dash. And so I thought that the first the first beginning piece, I was just, I, I was actually more frustrated because I was like, I need a dash. This, this needs something. And then when they give it to you, I was like, that's great. I feel like maybe you should have started with it. I think part of that was because the, the bear has heft. Like if there's one distinction from your examples of Ori and Hollow Knight, that, that bear is not quick to movement. Mm-hmm. And part of that makes it to where his jumps do not travel as far on the screen, which makes it seem like you're not making much progress over through. The gameplay is it's close to that. Like it's It's got the combat element. It, the scissors are really a neat way to approach it being two different scissors that you're slicing like their swords the, the healing it's a cool thing because it'll show just the little fairy kind of running with string and stitching you up it's a nice little attention to detail thing and, and then the platforming challenges to be honest like it was a little tough for me and i feel like i'm i'm pretty adept at this type of game the, the second area where it was overgrowth from the the magic beans there were some pretty tough sequences you had to sort of sneak through uh early on so i'm curious 
what the difficulty scaling will be like on this. So that's why I kind of said it, it felt like the dash was necessary. Like if you had the dash, I I, I just feel like oh okay, it would have had less. It would have been less difficult for that beginning sequence because it did again feel very punishing. I felt like I would, I. You only have four pips of health, three to four pips of health, depending. You can actually get, uh, there is a skill tree, so you can level up and uh, put points into skill trees for different things, including increasing your life. But it still felt like those hits were pretty detrimental. Like I got hit and I felt it and I was like, this is really upsetting. That I, I think I died five times in playing this demo. Oh, Alex, you just need to get good. You know what the worst part is? None from the boss. Boss one shot. <laughs> yeah, it was all platforming stuff, right? Yeah, it was all yeah. platforming stuff. <laughs> That's kind of what I mean. I was just like, "Oh, really? Are you serious right now? This is this is the the platforming is just so precise in what they're requiring right off the bat." It was a little it was a little silly to me. I was like, oh, "Okay." Getty, what do your what do you think about it when with your time uh, in Darkest Tales into the Nightmare? So this demo is pretty long. One of the comments that came across in our chat was surprised at how long it is. And it feels like it's pretty fleshed out in the first two stages. So I can I can appreciate that the bear does have heft. I definitely think that there have to be certain unlocks that you achieve by beating these bosses. And it feels more rewarding Obviously, the game wants you to go back and try and explore the different areas once you get the unlocks. So it very much felt like Hollow Knight in a lot of ways, where you aren't necessarily prevented from going to a certain place, but you might not be able to get all of the the items in those areas. So this game immediately went on my wish list. If there's anything that I truly love, uh, it's the Fractured Fairy Tale idea the morbid little red riding hood who slaughters the king of the wolves and the gift that she gives you is that they're now hunting you uh (laughs) that was chilling the idea that it's a teddy bear that's going to save this girl from her darkest nightmares is i i love it i'm sorry you guys I'm leaving the podcast to explore this game. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. And there was, there was again, unlockables in it that you could find. Uh, I, I, there was definitely a couple of spots where I was like, oh, this just, I just need the dash for the, once I got the dash, I was like, oh, I can go back. There is fast travel for you to go back and find those hidden trinkets and the different stuff like that. So uh, there's a lot to explore. And that was The Darkest Tales Into the Nightmare. Definitely go ahead and check this one out. This one is, uh, I think, a big wreck uh, from our list here. Next, we played Kingdom of the Dead. Joel, uh, you, uh, I, I'm only going to Joel because Joel's like, I really, really like this one. I want to, I want you to ex- paint me the word picture on Kingdom of the Dead. Oh, nice. So, I. See, I'm never going to tell you my opinion on these from now on, so that way you can't <laughs> call me out. Uh, Kingdom of the Dead is a first-person shooter, and I think a big hook of it is simply the look. It's kind of got that mixture of like uh, 
Sin City kind of vibe where it's like black and white and there's only reds showing up when there's like splatters of blood showing off. It's also, it, it looks very hand-drawn. So, like, if you walk up to a building or a structure, you can see the draw lines on everything. So, it is all in black and white, almost. And you are, I would say, almost this, like, person being contracted <laughs> to take on different tasks. And in this case, it was to go to, like, this this temple and, it, was it close a date or something like that? Yeah, yeah portal for, to the yeah. underworld. You're in a right. cult private eye. Back there you in- go back in the day like it's very cool just because again he also has the vibe of like oh we're gonna do it again (laughs) oh no the sword does the talking sword yeah oh yeah the sword's like the sword's like like, man i uh can't believe you gotta i gotta help you again he's like i hate trusting a stupid sword (laughs) your your usefulness is the only reason you're still alive yeah (laughs) something akin to that yeah And, and you've come in in this level riding a horse <laughs> it's just it's this slow like cinematic scene that i did not expect at all because you're sort of doing like the slow saunter and he's he's chirping away between him and the sword and so the enemies mostly in this game are zombie-like creatures i, I mean I, I don't call them zombies really because they're not flesh eating but they're just kind of like that decrepit looking dangly kind of thing most of them will have swords and so you've got the sword to use. You can also pick up, a, you come with a, uh, a pistol. I also found a shotgun and yes. TNT. And a rifle. Those. You get a rifle. Okay, I must have missed the rifle. I then. missed it too. Well, I mean, how long did you finish it? I got to the worm. Yep. Which time? Well, which I'll take that time? as the first time okay. then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but the gameplay... It's, it's not fast, which I kind of appreciate that. It's it's not that kind of twitch first-person shooter. It's a little bit slow, methodical. You really want to try to sort of winnow them into a space where you're picking them off one at a time. Uh, and you and, really want headshots. Yeah, he- headshots are critical because it'll because take like four different shots to take one down. You can four, cut off like six. The enemy's limbs. Yeah. Yes. that The sword is fun. <laughs> the, the sword is fun. And it's not like... It's not like it's going to give you a complete, like, oh, you you cut off them at the abdomen. It's just if you don't hit them on the head, it's going to hit a limb, right? And then if you hit it right in the head, it just slices them down. And it's it's very, very satisfying. Uh, but the if I had one critique, it is that there is definitely some slowdown, at least on my computer, uh, to the point where it kind of hitched and stuttered a little bit while I was playing. And... For a game like this and an aesthetic like this, I really need it to be like buttery smooth for me to be able to keep my head on a swivel and see my surroundings like that. Because the way it is, an- animation style, with it being black and white, everything is black and white. It is easy to have the enemies lost in the background if you don't have that like pinpoint looking at them a little bit. So uh, those times where it kind of slowed down or chugged, it really messed with my depth perception and made it tough to. I keep track of some of them. Oh, it's really oh, nice. Yeah. You know, and that's that's true. I definitely hit a, a couple of uh, chugging moments and some frame rate drops. What's I really... do just want to, like, talk a little bit more about that aesthetic, just that art style, because, like, I know uh, with the TNT explosion, it looks like just drawn, like, clouds <laughs> or, like, the flames are just, like, stick flames. Mm-hmm. So the, 
again, it's got something really cool here, and uh, it just—it's very striking to me. I think that was the thing that really like stood out to me. It was like, oh man, this is this stands out in a look. Like I can't—I've never seen. I, I don't ever—I ra- rarely see something like this. Um, I think the last time I've seen something like that reminded me of um, the Return of the Obra Din. Yes. Yeah, that's similar-ish. Yeah. But uh, now in a first-person Doom-like shooter. <laughs> Alec, did he play this at all? Oh, I did, yes. Okay. What I found exceptionally helpful with things getting lost in the background is if you're using the pistol, the uh, crosshair turns red when you're on an enemy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's true. Okay. Okay. And then... My actually, my one com- I have two complaints for it. One about the game itself, I want my controller support, and two, like, I don't like the automatic switching to the new weapon you pick up. I picked up the TNT and then immediately blew myself up. Yep, me too. <laughs> I thought I was still on the gun, and yep. instead, I just hucked the TNT right at the guy next to me. <laughs> but oh, there, there were several times where all of a sudden stuff popped out at me, and I i jumped mm-hmm. oh yeah it got me in a couple of uh it got me in a couple of jump scares and i just like again this it's it's not just uh it's like these you know obviously said these, these zombies but then they have things like giant crawling bats deer with like giant antlers that are murderous uh giant worms coming out of the ground hawks you know, there were sorcerers in some spots cultists yeah. and stuff like that yeah it's got this this arkham horror aesthetic to it that feels that feels like it's a really it's it's just really cool it's overall i just i like what they're going for here and then again just to feel like old school doom but slowed down a little bit so that like your shots really matter very very cool yeah that was nice there were very few times where i felt like i didn't have the time to actually aim my shot and in those times, it was switch to the shotgun. It doesn't matter anyway. I can tell you at one point I said, screw it, and I just started bolting, and that was a mistake. I got swarmed by <laughs> dozens of enemies that I was not ready to. like Because um, the enemies are progressive, just, uh, if, that, if that makes sense, where you'll, you'll be in an area, and all of a sudden, three zombies will pop out. You'll go to a new mm-hmm. area. There'll be four sorcerers pop out you know but they're kind of sanctioned to their own specific areas unless you run through the entire level and just grab the the aggro of everything why it sounds terrible why would you do that (laughs) i'm telling you that what you said like oh it's the game that slows it down i didn't know it really it's like slowed it down i'm gonna try to speed it up and that was a mistake that, I think that would slow it down more with like two dozen different zombie monsters chasing you. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the thing I liked about this, because there were two different difficulty settings at the start. And from what I noticed, it basically adds more objectives to complete. Uh, Ooh, now that's I'm from GoldenEye route. Yeah, exa- mm-hmm. that's exactly where I was going. That's one thing that I do kind of like about this is that it's not like, Oh, kill everybody in the room, grab the key, and then move into the next room. There are specific objectives that they've got for each level, I assume. And I hope it is open-ended enough to where you can choose different options or strategies to approach those problems. Uh, how did you guys beat the worm? Because I, I got destroyed by that thing. Yep. So he continually spawns ads. So 
what I did is I threw dynamite at his mouth hole and I used the shotgun on his mouth hole and he died both times. You make that sound so easy. It was not not terribly difficult. Uh, You just have to be mindful of your surroundings. He was doing this thing where he'd just pretty much eat you in one shot if you weren't paying attention. Yep, that's that's always how we got me. I got caught on the stairs because there were too many zombies at one point, and that's when I realized, like, if I stop to kill these guys, it seems like he just continually uh, brings them back, so I had to do a lot of running and gunning. Oh. Yeah, I kept trying to kill the, the ads and wait for, like, an opening, like a uh, Metroid-style boss. Mm, okay. Okay, that makes sense. But not quite. Not quite what was necessary in this case. Now, uh, Joel, you brought another, a third one to the table. Yes. I, uh, so this is actually something that came to our attention via Brock from Damage Boost Podcast, friend of our podcast. Love that dude. Uh, He's good people. And he actually has been uh, sharing this game called Project Soulstar. Uh, I believe it's made or at least being made partially by a person on Twitter named Chari5 that I think he's had conversations before on his podcast. And uh, he's kickstarted this project, and he Brock said, "Hey, you should check this out." And so we did. Uh, project Soulstar is a 3D third-person action game. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I guess that'd be probably the best way to describe it. Uh, you can tell that there's influences from things like Kingdom Hearts. That was my first thought. Initially, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is this plays a lot like Kingdom Hearts." Yeah, yeah. So it's it's three running around. Uh, the character she has a big old sword with hearts, stars, and horseshoes, clovers, and blue moons, uh, and she is really bright and colorful. So like she has very colorful uh, outfit, very neon kind of hair, and to, to the dame's credit, like she moves very fluidly. I, I felt she, like she moved pretty decently quick. Uh, her attacks all felt pretty natural feeling. And then you could really have chained together other moves, like a freeze move. Uh, she also had a defensive barrier that you could put up. The freeze move uh, was absolutely well. necessary. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it. and the monsters, what do they call them? The dark lanes? Yeah. Yeah. They are, as far as I can tell, heartless. Like they're they're sort of black amorphous monsters. Most of them looked like squids. Some of them looked like giant genies, and those ones you had to take to have more of a tack to like get around to their back in order to strike them. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. So the the health is exact same as Kingdom uh, Hearts. That they are orbs that drop from enemies or hiding in spots, and you collect those to get health back. And uh, yeah, I mean it's. It's very Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> and I, I think the gameplay is very competent. It, it feels pretty good. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty smooth. Uh, music is music is sounding good. Uh, from my understanding, this is still uh, in the works pretty heavily. Uh, as Cherry uh, Five, I think, is running through a Kickstarter campaign. But uh, for what I could what I could tell from the gameplay, it felt really smooth and well put together. Um, yeah. It also kind of reminded me a little bit of. Uh, 
Getty that game that we that anime Dark Souls. Code Vein. Code Vein. Yeah, a little bit of Code Vein in there. Um, just a little bit of fast-paced combat that you can kind of have to commit to some of these actions and some of these attacks. And then also mixing and max, uh, matching these different abilities and spells. So uh, I think it's pretty cool. I think that uh, Project Soulstar, I, I'd like to see how it develops and pans out, uh, considering it's still in the very early stages. So Yeah, it, it's a good proof of concept. It, the few things that I would constructively ask is that one... I think the character design is pretty good in the game, but she is so bright and the backdrops do not match that color palette. And so she kind of pops out in a way that I think is kind of tonally inconsistent. If that no, makes that any makes sense. sense. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I would love to see the game, the rest of the environments be a little bit more of the same kind of color tones or kind of uh, cloudiness that she and the darklings both share that kind of sensibility. And I'm not sure if it's a case of that was what their intent was, or if that's just where they're at in the progress of making this build. But I would love to see some uh, artistic consistency there. Uh, two, this is probably just a me thing, but this was very open spaced mm-hmm. and I would prefer something that's a little bit more, uh, guided. It doesn't have to be I, like I definitely, terror. I definitely yeah. felt like the map, uh, didn't necessarily make it, uh, entirely clear. For yeah. And, and it could just be that they built this thing. Like you said, as a proof of concept, it's just meant to be an open space where you fight a bunch of the monsters and get a feel for how it will play. So it's probably too early to really tell where they're going with that. But th- those would be sort of the, the two little things I'd hope to see maybe refined a little bit as they get deeper into it. Yeah, I definitely think, though, it's worth checking out just at least to try to see what what's going on, what they got going on here, and if this might be something to interest you, especially if you like that 3D action combat. Yeah. All right, so it seems like uh, the betas this week were very good. At least from my point of view. That's unbearable. Let's take a break. Be right back, guys. talk about the state of play i am not getting i get that one that's pretty good not getting any play mm-hmm. it seems like i'm not getting any play from this podcast either guys huh yeah i don't get it make make with the yuckety yucks hey I'm, I'm pretty low energy tonight <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got some news this week we finally got some news uh, first piece of news, Warner Brothers making a Smash Brothers competitor, or as they call them, brawlers now. Is that what they call them? Brawlers? Joel? Yeah, uh, yeah fine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Can't we come up with what they're called? Oh, they're smash, I, I think the dumb... They're Smash Likes. The, uh, <laughs> I, I think the dumbest one I heard was Character Fighter, which, like, I guess kind of. I mean, doesn't I've heard, I've heard Arena Brawlers, so... Uh, arena brawler makes more sense the character fighter because isn't that what every fighting game is yeah is you have to pick a character fighter? right mm-hmm. hmm. yeah 
I didn't well, say any of them were good choices. Just those were our choices. Smash like. Rita Brawler. Okay, so it uh, looks like we got uh, uh, some hints at the the roster with Shaggy, Batman, Mad Max, Harley Quinn, Scorpion. Uh, Alec, move your cursor off of there because I can't read the next one. <laughs> Gandalf, Tom and Jerry, Tom and or Jerry, uh, Johnny Bravo, Harry Potter and Ron, Fred Flintstone, and Steven Universe. Hot damn, that is a weird roster. And yet, Joel, so did you ever, exciting. Joel, did you ever think you needed to see Harry Potter beat Gandalf? Well, another number one, it would be the other way around. Uh, oh, just Gandalf to, would to beat be, Harry Potter. Be clear. With yeah, Potter. Alex, come on, get your nerd stuff right. Yeah, you know, but Batman will beat them all. It's fine. What if we throw in the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister? You know that they're going to be DLC characters. Oh, yeah. All three mm. in one character, the Animaniacs. Let's go. This feels like just a giant meme that somebody ran with and made a game out of. Oh, Shaggy yeah, like those, absolutely is. The... Th- those like those fake Smash rosters that honestly now almost seem plausible given how many Smash characters there are. Uh, I don't know. Who would be your main guys? Johnny uh, Bravo. Well, I mean, that's a tough one. Tom and Jerry. I think that's they were separate choice. characters in the screenshot. Oh, then no. I want, <laughs> I want them both or nothing. Johnny Bravo. That's a quality choice, too. Okay. What do you guys got? What do you think, Joel? I mean, it has to be Dan Dolph for me. Who spelled Dan Dolph? <laughs> Alex this spelled guy, it wrong. Right here. Hasn't seen the third movie. It's fine. <laughs> what? <laughs> but you, you do realize there are books out there, too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I've, I read the first. I read The Hobbit. It's fine. A- Alex's opinion is based entirely off of clerks, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just mirrors that because I, I legitimately fell asleep in the second movie. Getty, who's your main? Well, I feel like Batman's definitely a cop-out, so I'd probably go Steven Universe. Shout-out from the chat, Freakazoid. Throw in Freakazoid. That's a, that's a quality choice. Yeah, if that's a character. Uh, Alec, who would be your main? Uh, see, I, I already chose Johnny Bravo, so we're going to have to fight about this. It's okay. I'll switch to Mad Max. Let's see how it goes. Let's get weird. I hope it's uh, Tom Hardy, Mad Max. No, it's Mel Gibson. You know it's going to be now. It's going to be animated, so it's probably just going to be a likeness. Of right? Tom Hardy? I'm in. Well, I don't know who it's going to look like. It might not look like either of them. Boat. That's a guy's a dreamboat, period. Or, or it'll be like that, uh, there's a Minority Report game out there. And of course, instead of Tom Cruise, it was like some guy with blonde hair and <laughs> looks completely different. It should be like that. It's complete opposite. Hmm. Again, Tom Hardy. Let's go. No. Next piece of news, rumor of a Wu-Tang Clan-themed action RPG codenamed Shaolin in the works, partnership with Xbox. Third-person RPG with melee-oriented combat, four-player co-op support, campaign with quote-unquote rich endgame and seasonal content, soundtrack by the Wu-Tang Clan. Now, are we talking JRPG or action RPG? Action RPG. Okay. Also, at the same time, this is what, the third Wu-Tang game? Hmm. I know of one other one. There was one that was like PlayStation One game that was that, they had. that was a reskin of Thrill Kill. Yeah, yep. That's that's we, the one I've heard of. We had the Thrill Kill. 
wasn't there a Shaolin game before that? I swear there might have been a Shaolin game after this. Or, Probably. well, I guess some of the Wu-Tang were also in that uh, Def Jam Battle uh, Battle for New York 2D fighter game. That was a game. So that's where I'm, maybe I'm coming from. Quick, so Alex, this... Google it. Getty doesn't let me Google things Ugh, anymore. Because it's so bad. <laughs> Is this something any of us would play? Yep. So one of us? Yep. Okay. Right here. <laughs> when I say rich end game and seasonal content, that makes me think very like destiny of them. Yep. Yeah. So, Why wouldn't it be? So definitely get that out of it. Yeah. There you go. It would again. Destiny. Destiny has a long tail. Still going. So. I don't see why anyone wouldn't try to mimic that. And, you know, you, you just make it action RPG, right? Do, like, a little bit of what's it, uh... I mean, not to, like, mix genres here, but, um... Was it Xenoblade Chronicles? Isn't that an action RPG? Yes. Th- that game has very... It's very more like that uh, MMO style of gameplay, right? You'd have the, the monster you're fighting, then you're running around and choosing menu options to major hits i know my big brother in the chat is definitely playing this game with me so we'll play some (laughs) online for sure uh next piece of news uh let's see here someone's got this link twice final fantasy 5 gets a release date this is part of the uh the square remake collections that have been going out uh november 10th Alec, how happy are you? I am so stoked, but like it's getting crunch time. Six still says twenty twenty one release. I don't know when they're gonna pull it out. Well, uh, when is it? Oh, uh, December. I mean, yeah, it's like they're they're cutting it close. I'm. I think I'm gonna finish four before five comes out. I'm close. Okay. And then, are you gonna be able to beat five in a month? Probably not. Five has a lot more to it than four does, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then six is a lot more too. Yep. Well, at least uh, somebody's excited for these. I'm waiting for the entire collection, and then I will play it on my Steam Deck. Mm, yeah. You'll buy it in two different places and then <laughs> not finish them. No, I won't because it's not coming to Switch. Yet. Not yet. It will. Once they release all six, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we're on Switch too here sixty dollars for all three of them no they're not it's like 80 nah. 70 yeah they'll sell dollars for all three of them <laughs> they'll sell them in three coupon. packs <laughs> one playstation 5 for all three of them hey, don't you still <laughs> owe joel a playstation 5 none of that ha- last that i checked a- alec almost picked it up this past week almost did. nice yeah i just, had a guy i had a guy who wanted just, one so just send know. just send arona the invoice it's fine. Uh, that's not how this works at all. That's not how invoices work at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Sony had a state of play this week. Uh, I'm told that it's actually $100 for the Final Fantasy Collection Ultimate. Um, Sony had a state of play. Uh, we have uh, Deathverse, Let It Die. Now, Joel, did you take a look at this? What the I took hell a look at all of this. But what the Deathverse. Hell is, what the Deathverse. hell was this? <laughs> I I don't you know the that's sad. I watched lady. all of these but I didn't remember what this was the guy um, with the gigantic neck did he have a neck, neck? what oh, was going this on one. It, it's like uh the the premise is almost like uh, smash tv it's some sort of game show 
going on. It looked like some uh, some kind of third person deathmatch game. Yes, and you get that, okay. likes yeah. from killing people. Mm-hmm. Oh, this just makes okay. Okay, let me break this down for you guys. Okay, let it die. Is a fan. It's not. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's a really fun Souls-like style game that's a roguelike and it's free on PlayStation. Yes, and now P. No, now on PC. It's also on PC. But uh, I know of that. But this is set in the same universe. Ah, okay. There we go. So that's kind of why you get the aesthetic of like these these finishers and building weapons out of old junkyard scrap where you have like a buzzsaw that you use to punch people with. Or, you know, like if you look at the aesthetic, everyone's just kind of strapping crap to their face. To like, oh, this is my helmet. And it's like, oh, it's like a, just a piece of you know scrap metal. That kind of thing. And that's I think, is where they're going with this. I think the combat's probably going to end up being a little bit more on the Souls-like or a little bit like maybe a little hack and slashy, but... Uh, you know, it says forge. You're forging weapons, so you're kind of like taking things and mixing and matching. I'm seeing a guy fight with a staff, but the staff has two buzz saws on it. Didn't we play a game that had something like that before? To forge and fight. Pretty sure that that's the name of the game that you made us play. Yep. So I think that's where this is coming from. Uh, I looked it up, and it does say that it is in the same universe, same you know, same people. So that's exciting. Okay. We are OFK. What is We Are OFK? Joel, fill me in. So this one is actually, apparently OFK is the name of a band. Yes, it is. And it's supposed to be an interactive storytelling experience about how the band became to be and how they rose to stardom. The, it's a five-episode It's a five episode story game. With interactive songs that are going to be on their EP that is released. Correct. Oh, okay. I don't... I don't. I don't know who. Oh. I swear to God, I'm not old. I just don't listen to radio. Yeah. Are they a K-pop okay. band? Like I listen to a lot of new music. I just don't listen to radio. The the music in the trailer sounded very indie pop. So okay. that that's probably the vibe you're gonna get there. I uh, what's funny? There are a few games here that kind of sort of ape off of or homage other PlayStation stuff. And, and the intro of this one, the guy is doing like a gravelly voice and he was just like, war sucks. <laughs> and he's clearly don't into a monologue that's meant to ape uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 at the start when Snake's doing like war has changed. Oh, okay. So it's a little, it's a little silly, but it also, it looks, a, it looks very cell shaded style almost to, um, I'm trying to think what was the man I'm spacing real hard that one indie game that was kind of set to music and you were like flying through the air and just oh that's, that's gonna bother me now is that just uh, it's not it's not Sayonara Wild Hearts what? is it there it is narrated by Queen Latifah just like pick random words and assemble <laughs> a sentence and try see, and get it see get it you can help us out but Joel did it help us out yeah, it's this is this is his bitch sick joke of a game to us. He's just gonna throw word salad out and then have us try to guess. I just <laughs> let's see who bobs for the apple the hardest. Yeah, I I dove in this time. And you Super got it. GG Radio now with ninety percent more gobbledygook. We could just play a game where I like that would be a fun game where I'm like it's a game. Uh, it's like oh this is a game that Alex can't remember the name. Uh, it's kind of like this other thing, but I can't, you know. Well, between that and let's try and get Alex to Google stuff, I don't know. I feel like we already have too many games that we play. 
Getty. But you always have time for bug snacks. Bug snacks. <laughs> there is an update to bug snacks. With now more with hats and more snacks <laughs> and giant snacks. You, like, you, you texted me and you're like, screw you, Alex, new bug snacks. And I was like, what? <laughs> I guess that's fine. And he's like, dude, they have hats now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> we're talking about bug snacks with hats, man. It's out of control. I don't, oh. I'm like, I don't know if this is a joke or not. I can't tell. It I is so not. Serious about it. I'm so fired up about hat snacks. <laughs> Snack hats. Snack hats. Oh, All right, so we have man. that. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. New Five Nights at Freddy's games. Uh, this one what? looks playable? Yeah, it, it it looks very nice. And the trailer is well put together, too. It looks like a decent functioning horror game. Yes. I still don't understand how so many kids are into the original ones, but this definitely looks more uh, up my alley, if anything. I think Alex described it once as YouTuber bait. Yeah. The, the idea that, like, they play these games that are meant to get reactions out of you, and then YouTubers or Twitter or Twitchers, you know, kind of do, like, the big, oh, kind of reaction to it. Right? Listen, I can get locked in a Chuck E. Cheese as easy as the next guy, but am I going to do it? Let's see. I don't have anything going on on Sunday, so. No, somebody died in the ball pit. I would pay for getting to get locked into a Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Good money. Um, Death's Door coming to PlayStation as well as Nintendo Switch. That's a phenomenal game. I'd be super hyped. Uh, Yeah. If I hadn't already played it. (laughs) He's going to buy it somewhere else. What are you going to buy it on? (laughs) Switch. Buy I'm in the middle Switch. of a project right now, so there is not a, there's not enough time. Considering that I want to go back and actually uh, finish the end of Death Store, I beat it, but like there's a whole another thing at the end where if you do it, you get all these extra bosses and stuff. So, so is that like a true ending? Do you have to do that in order for it to make it on the beat list? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like there's a discussion that needs to occur here, but okay. I mean, my vote is yes. You do need to do the whole thing to get it on. Like in Hades, how many times do you actually have to beat it knowing that the full story doesn't come to, like, a good ending until you beat it eight times? If you hit credits credits once, if you hit credits once, it gets on the beat list. If I beat side A of Mere Automata, that counts. So does Returnal count three times for me because I got three credit rolls does, does, yes that's yeah, three that games so right your automata counts three times for me i can put it on that's two not more correct times. yes that's <laughs> what, not what, correct at all no. what about all the other endings that i got for it yeah I'm just add the list. king of <laughs> fighters <laughs> 15 coming out for the playstation i like king of fighters uh joel we should play uh some king of fighters i know there's phil an, plays some king of fighters with me there's an open beta it lets you have lobby rooms. Guess what? I'm Are not going to play. Yeah, it, it's the weekend after Extra Life. I'm in. Yes. Let's beta test some Kingdom freaking. Not my, <laughs> King of Fighters. Thing. King of Fighters. I love King of Fighters. I'm Are you going to use your uh, arcade stick? I've retired mine. <laughs> it's just gathering dust in my closet. We're supposed to play. We're supposed to play Guilty Gear. Yeah, we were supposed yeah. to play Plan. Guilty Gear. I think Plans I, th- I threw Guilty Gear on the 
extra yeah. life schedule because you guys have talked about it a couple of times and it hasn't happened. So what better well, opportunity we, to you're make bringing you... the fight stick, Joel? We we better get sparring or choose something else. <laughs> the schedule. It's okay. I made and Alex buy something during the break that maybe he'll make it onto the extra life list. No, because Kevin will be around. I told you, he'll be upset. Oh, wait. Cart Rider Drift uh, is a Sony cart rider. Uh, it's, it's, they're making their own characters, making their own cart uh, cart game. That's fine. Um, it's free to play. It's more about, for me, I'm, I like when they do take stabs in the dark at something new. You know, Diddy Kong Racing was better than, uh, you know, Mario Kart. The, the thing I worry about this one is that kart riders, kart racers can go one of two ways. They can be really unique for better or for worse, or they can be really generic where nothing seems interesting. You talking and shit about Mar- or Garfield Kart? I, I will not acknowledge Garfield Kart. <laughs> Garfield Kart. The one true kart game. No, okay. I mean so. Joel, don't ba- make me buy it for you. Does, does, does he drive Fantasy lasagna? Count no. as a cart game. Does what, what count? Bomberman Fantasy Race. Yes. Yes. But you're not in a cart. You're riding on the. Well, the cart genre is racing. That is more about like. Well. Hmm. Mm. There is a cart genre, and then there is like, a arcade racing genre. Hmm. Thoughts. Okay, so, I'm, I'm just was it Sonic R, the game where you're literally just running through racetracks? Yes, and actually, uh, I think it was Chase the Sunshine uh, from the Sonic R soundtrack is on my running list. It's on my playlist. Mm-hmm. I listen to it roughly twice a week. Does it help you go fast? It does. It does. I like Sonic R. You just need some blue shoes to go with it. Uh, uh, it's the red, red shoes. shoes. It's red shoes. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, you jerk. And also, uh, they sold them, and they were really expensive. I know. I was looking at buying them, and they were very. I looked. I looked like four days ago at the at the Sonic shoes, being like, I should probably buy me some Sonic shoes again. And then I look, and I was like, Oh, these are real expensive. Still, nope. Uh, it's Can You Feel the Sunshine by T.J. Travis. Davis. That's a very good song, and it gets me amped. Uh oh yeah, Sonic also had a kart racing game. It was Sonic All I think it was Star T- Team Sonic Racing, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They had yeah. two of them. They had a sequel. And also Crash Bandicoot had a kart racer? That's a weird yeah, one. Yeah, that sounds so, so right. Good. Yeah, it was a remake of the PlayStation One, Crash Team Racing. Yep. Yeah. It was it was decent. It was dif- just different. But like different is good enough. Like be unique. Don't just be bland. That's true. Then First Class Trouble, First Class Trouble is a game I beta tested on this podcast last year. It is very it's very similar to Among Us, but it is it's 3D and one of you is a murderous android and you are on a futuristic but like futuristic as in like world's fair futuristic, you know, like everyone's drinking martinis and it's like the 1970s but we have androids. And the androids will secretly kill you. And the androids can crosstalk. So if there's two androids in a part in a group of ten, they can crosstalk and send secret messages about how who they're going to murder and how to cover it up. 
So it's like vintage futurism, kind of like Disney's Tomorrowland or something like that. Exactly. Okay. Think of, uh, what, Bioshock? Yes. Kind of? And, and Yes. Yeah, and, then, fair. and then throw in an Among Us style game. And that's where you get the uh, first class trouble. I mean, you got us all access to this game way back when. And it's just kind of exciting to see a studio like this be able to get that kind of recognition where their game's going to be free on PlayStation Plus next month. And uh, I, I think that's a good way for them to jump out into the world. Yeah, yeah. it, it just bumps up their install base. Like, they have to take a strategy that will bring as many people in as possible because they need to have a healthy user base for this to work. Like that That's why Among Us so works so well, because there's always somebody playing that game. Yeah. Then we have Star Ocean, the Divine Force. Uh, I'm just going to say it. They just need to stop making Star Ocean games. Uh, <laughs> there are more bad ones than good ones. So yeah. it's Final Fantasy now? What do you mean? There's more bad ones than good ones? There's not more bad ones than good ones. 15 was excellent. 14 is excellent currently. 13 yep, was, the, I understand, bad, okay, but I enjoyed it. So 12 most of those was, still aren't Final Fantasies. As they, they've turned into action RPGs. They're not JRPGs. They're a different game. Holy games evolve, the name, Alec. Games it's evolve. got the name Final Fantasy, it's a Final Fantasy. Yeah. Just Cerberus Star was Final Ocean, Fantasy. Star Ocean was uh was a was an action rpg that was 2d all of a sudden it's 3d it doesn't make it not a star ocean and tactics not necessarily a final fantasy but it's a final fantasy because it's called final fantasy tactics you know as much as i would like to acknowledge final fantasy tactics advance because i don't like that game i'm not going to say it's not a final fantasy it's one of the few ones i haven't beat get out of here uh, who who but, here played World of Final Fantasy? Which Thoughts? one was that one? I got second. all the endings, Joel, so... Good. <laughs> it is it is not your conventional Final Fantasy. It's kind of fun in the way that you can stack the characters on top of each other. Mm-hmm. The episodes are kind of weird. I You might enjoy it. It's not for everybody, though. Okay. This is our talk about Star Ocean. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, I've played nearly all of the Star Oceans. I've gone back and I've played some of the ones that I didn't get a chance to in the last couple of years. And they're not great, but mm-hmm. I don't know. The, I might the, trailer peaked, the trailer piqued my interest, but I have no clue how these games play. The problem I had with that is that the trailer tr- chugged. Like the trailer I saw started skipping frames. And that's mm. kind of where I was concerned. Mm. I was like I was like, well first off, I haven't liked the Star I haven't I haven't liked the Star Ocean since PlayStation. And then like PlayStation 1, I'm sorry, PlayStation 1. And then they put this in front of me and I'm like, well, you know what? I always want to give it a shot. I'll always give them a shot. I've bought them all, and uh, I see this trailer, and it's it's chugging. There's it's frame skips. It's slowing down. It can't handle the stuff it's trying to do. And when uh, there is a very very successful game right now out 
from a very old series, more successful series, Tales of Arise, doing similar, running pretty close to flawlessly, I have concerns. That's where I'm at with Star Ocean, the Divine Force. Signed by Alex Rona. Featuring Eric Getty Gettinger. <laughs> Annotated but not written. There we go. So uh, let's end it on a strong note. Uh, the little, little devil, devil inside. inside. This game looks wacky and hilarious. If and I could wishlist on the Sony store, I would. It warms my Love heart. It. Love it. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, this is the second PlayStation homage. Uh, one, these characters look blocky like Final Fantasy characters look. Not quite as blocky, but it's definitely like blank face, just like lines on their face instead of like features. And then two, it starts with the whole like train right next to the screen thing. What you, so he's getting that. flashes of seven. Yeah. Uh, that That's where I'm doing But this that. game, it not all over the place, but it looks... It has a certain art style about it that really drew me in. I think I'll get this one. Uh, you can travel by map. I thought that yes. was a really funny feature. You're in the car and it, you come across like a flock of sheep. Yep. <laughs> a herd of sheep. Charming. Charming's the word yes. for this. Like it, yeah, it's... It, everything, everything looks like a diorama. They look like little action figure toys that are moving fluidly while being in these beautiful beautiful landscapes like it's just like if you made a miniature set on like the coast of ireland that's kind of where it looks like it looks beautiful in every every sense of the word so but just the story story wise it seems really funny like that whole build up it's like oh you have to go on this journey to deliver this package and then it's like oh go inside the house and the butler has dropped you into a pool and there's a monster and you could see like the characters like now i gotta fight this thing (laughs) yeah it definitely looks fantastic yeah he's some sort of courier right like that that's the whole thing he's trying to deliver something but but it's all over the place like there's a a scene where you're like fishing on a, a crazy boat out in the middle of nowhere uh, you're walking on train tracks and then this <laughs> like locomotive monster <laughs> falls mm-hmm. down and starts chasing your character. I, I I need to look more into this game, but it is it is not what I expected. I'm glad that they ended the state of play on a high note like this. It's just something I'd never seen before. It, it definitely stood out in the midst of everything else on this uh, state of play. So that, yeah, I, I'm with you, Daddy. I, I'm I'm curious. Fantastic. And uh, that was the, that was the Sony State of Play. The last piece of news: Star of Dune, Timothy Charlemagne. Is that his name? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what are we talking about him for? Uh, he was outed as a YouTuber back in the day, uh, modding 360 controllers. So okay, that's just a funny, a uh, funny bit of news that everyone was talking about this week. Was that oh he was uh he used to do uh, uh yeah it looks to be Chalamet, 
Uh, yeah, he used to do uh, paint and sell Xbox 360 controllers on his YouTube channel. Nice. So it's kind of cool seeing uh, uh, a gamer, you know, one of the one of the community rising up to be a star. That's very cool. Freebies. Freebies this week, we have uh, Dagon by HP Lovecraft on GOG and Dark Complete Edition on Epic Games. I picked up Dark. I'm kind of excited for it. I I like that game. It's like a 2D gothic platformer. But nice try, Sony. I'm an Xbox guy. No, that's Joel. Now just wait until Halo comes out. Joel, how hyped are you on Halo? I'm actually very interested. <laughs> you might lose me for a little bit with that. Weird. It's been so it's been so long since I played a Halo game that like I, I'm ready to revisit that place. I have played a little bit of Halo one last year. That's where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. Single player or multiplayer? Single player. Okay, that, that makes a world of difference. I imagine that didn't age too well for the single player. No, that's why I didn't finish it. A little bummed about it, but... Anyway, let's uh, take another break. We'll be right back, guys. Back with the backlog blog where we play dread but first i want to bring something up here <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys are going to talk about metroid dread i understand it's a good game it was awesome. i have not played it i don't have as much interest in it and that's cool i want you that's to know great. that we all in the, have varied in the document it's all caps he was supposed to go dread nope. but he's just like, dread <laughs> but first we all have varied tastes and that's good uh, so you guys are talking about Dread, and that's awesome. Um, Joel, I got beef real quick with you. I have notes here. He's got Airing of the grievances. Are we I've, I, I've made very, various comments over the last couple weeks what? that you've not picked up on. Uh, you, uh, the beat list, uh, I had a child. We all understand that. But, Your uh, child's on the beat list? Is that <laughs> no, what we're going to beat a number of games in rapid succession in a way that you were ahead of me on the beat list. Mm-hmm. I, I take this tied. as a personal front. And uh, as, as as so, uh, I have gone on a tirade to catch up and or beat you. Uh, I am currently, uh, I have beaten Mighty Goose, Little Nightmares, and To the Moon this week alone. I'm half, okay. also halfway through Kingsway and Rusty Lake Hotel. Following these two, I will also beat Inside, Umarangi Generation, Virginia, Tacoma, uh, Costume Quest, uh, Among the Sleep, and Toho Luna Nights. That's the current plan. Uh, I've, I'm not beholden to the plan. I'm just saying that's the current goal. I want you to know... Right there. I took it. I take it personal that you're beating me on the on the beat list. Uh, also, if you if, if if you're not even sure about my commitment, I also have in the background, uh, Subsurface Circular, Jazz Punk, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, 
We're almost done through No Straight Roads. Edith Finch. Hypnospace Outlaw. The list goes on and on, Joel. I am so glad that I'm not a competitive person because I have 10 games on the beat list and y'all are in the mid to high 30s. So so just for this, when I beat Ocarina of Time here in the next couple weeks, I'm adding that to the beat list. Why would you not? (laughs) Because I've beaten it like a dozen other times. That means nothing. (laughs) Don't make me go back and play her story again. I'll do it. Don't start. Don't start, Joel. I'll do it. Uh, (laughs) Now you guys, you guys have been playing Metroid Dread. Alec, would you like to lead the discussion about Metroid Dread? No, I want you to rant more. Just know I'm coming for you, Joel. I'm coming hard. You're you're turning this into work. That doesn't sound fun (laughs) at all. There was nothing about this podcast. You know what's not fun, Joel? Rusty Lake Hotel. I'm just kidding. It's a fine game. I actually, I'm enjoying. I had to stop playing the games that I wanted to play, in order to play games for this. So, yeah, but you wouldn't have found uh, Fantasy Bear Sheer Fighter. No. But would I have lived without it? Yeah. No. (laughs) Well, your life has your life has been enriched. Let's look at it this way. I haven't done cocaine. <laughs> I have not discovered it. Is my life better for it? I don't know. Am I going to go out and get it? Probably not. How do you feel about shrooms? I was going Let's for an extreme here. example. I thought you guys wanted to talk about Metroid Dread. Okay. So, Metroid Dread is the fifth game in the 2D Metroid series. It is um, the the conclusion, or it's supposed to be the conclusion of it. Uh, you start off as Samus, as always. You land on a planet where they ha- are continuing this X-Virus that you thought you eradicated in Metroid 4, Metroid Fusion, for the Game Boy Advance. And you... I mean, we've seen kind of the intros. You encounter a armored chozo who chokes you out and you suffer from a physical amnesia and have to regain all of your abilities nice it's your favorite joel physical amnesia (laughs) yeah they're they're having as much problem with language as we are with the the likes (laughs) (laughs) We're, we're running out of language to use to describe things. Um, so you're well-versed in the series, obviously. Yeah. Uh, my experience has been I've tried Super Metroid a couple times to play through it. I did like through three different, two or three different sections of the map and then put it down and say, this is clearly good. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's been and you know what i think the biggest problem for me has always been two things one the movement super metroid is very floaty yet heavy feeling yes which doesn't feel great and then two the whole fact you have to be shooting at random walls just to find different sections of the map uh at least it felt like that in that this game mitigates a lot of those problems i have with metroid number one samus is slick and fast and it feels great. 
It feels really good running around, pausing, aiming, and shooting with your uh, rifle, plasma rifle. Uh, the swapping between different weapons, like the the missile, feels intuitive enough to where it's comfortable. Just like the general feel of it is great, and, and that helps. It goes a long way for me to enjoy a, a Metroid game. Yeah, it's really slick. I would love to see remakes using this engine. But, uh, so I, I'm about three maps in. Okay. I've gotten just now to the point where I got the Morph Ball. Oh, excellent. So you were at the same spot I am in my second playthrough. Okay. <laughs> so How close is that to me. the end? Um, so if you're speed running, the speed runners are down to 90 minutes on this game. Uh, but that has no relevance to me normal person (laughs) playing the game normal person playing the game is between eight to ten hours on the in-game clock which it resets every time you die so huh i didn't know that yeah so if you um if you get caught by an emmy and insta-killed that time that you spent running around and it sends you back it resets the in-game clock to that point. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, I see that's like three Emmys down with uh, five more to go. Okay. So not quite at the halfway portion. Not qu- not quite, but it starts to speed up a bit now that you're getting more abilities back and more exploration stuff opens up. Yeah. To you. And, and that's what I've been doing. I've been taking the morph ball and trying to go back to the prior maps, see what else, if anything else, I can open up. There's that laser uh, shot that's a three-prong shot that is needed to open certain doors, too. So I've, I've gotten in the motion now of realizing, hey, I got a new power-up, look at the map and see what I haven't had access to before, go back and see if it adds anything back there. And... I think this is the Metroid game that has clicked with me the most. And, and to the point where I know I'm going to beat it, it's going to be like a chip away at it experience because I sit down for longer than an hour and a half or two hours and then I hit a block and I need to step away and, and give myself time to have a, a fresh look at it. Uh, because of that whole like shooting at walls or trying to look at the map and see what I missed kind of thing. Don't forget about the flashy areas on the map. This is something they've added to uh, Metroid Dread. There, in every Metroid game, they've had hidden power-ups in rooms, uh, hidden behind random walls or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you had no idea what rooms they were in. In Fusion, they added a circle to the rooms like that, but that didn't give you a whole lot of information. In Dread, they've taken chunks of the map and made them flash and somewhere in that flashing area there is a hidden power up a missile pack a power bomb pack or something like that also if you click on the piece of the map with the door it'll tell you all the other doors that are around it yeah hmm. oh look at that but uh, uh one, one thing that was unique from this compared to my other experience with metroid there are a lot of items to pick up a lot, a lot of different items throughout the whole game. I've picked up like five or six different of the missile packs. Uh, 
lots of other stuff that that's been flittered around the ground. I don't remember it being as much in Super Metroid. No, it was definitely more conservative because as you go on in Super Metroid, you have different ammunition for super missiles. Right. Whereas in um, Dread, it's just a power up to your missiles. It uses mm-hmm. the same ammo. Mm-hmm. I got something like an 80% overall, and I want to say I had just around 200 missiles at the end. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that tracks with like where I'm at right now and how many I've collected, because I'm... I think I'm in the late 30s or low 40s, and right now I'm thinking, like, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of missiles, uh, but n- not, not close. Huh? Is it, though? No. no, it's not, especially because you get to bosses and you just, like, unload all the missiles. <laughs> Into their faces. So yes. The, the Emmys. The Emmys are something that I, I've I liked a lot. Like, I liked the Emmys. I think they work really well. So Emmys, guys... Uh, there are these sections of the map where it is just, it has like sort of creepy music, things look a little fuzzy, and then there are these robots, like uh, quadruped robot bots that'll be scanning for you, and they'll start chasing you once they find you, and if they catch you, it's an insta-kill. Like, they'll show a little animation that of them pinning you down, like hitting you with a prong, and it just goes straight to game over. There is a, you can melee counter those Sometimes I think in my playthrough and a half, I've done it twice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it's a melee counter in this cutscene, so a quick time event, um, and you. It is super tight. You're most likely gonna miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's I, a way to do it for sure. There's a there's definitely a counter to it, like a parry system. Right, the, the whole game has that parry system where if an enemy comes, because they'll always telegraph the attack before they go in and attack you. And if you time the swipe as it comes at the right spot, you'll stun him, you can shoot him, and it'll be an insta-kill for him. Uh, I didn't know that about the Emmy animation. I just figured that was a canned animation you couldn't do anything with, so that, I'll have to try that out next. You get to die differently depending upon how badly you miss. <laughs> <laughs> now I definitely have to try. <laughs> but th- those sections are really cool because, like, what ends up happening is most, se- I think most, if not all the sections, you end up killing the Emmy, right? Because yeah. you find these monsters that are sort of like giant, almost like eyeballs, and then you crack them open and it's more like a brain with an eyeball. And that grants you sort of a super beam shot that you can then use to shoot the Emmy's head, which causes them to disengage or die. Uh, so it becomes this really tense, like, trying to sneak around them and not get caught. But then, like, there's this weird kind of, uh, you know, those, like, uh, think, like, Predator, right, where Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, sitting there trying to unload everything on, on the Predator while he's coming towards Rapid fire him. with the gun. Brrr. Yeah, exactly. And it feels like that because it's really tense. They're sort of slowly walking to you. You have to rapid fire the gun first to heat up the shield on their face. And then you have to charge it up for a big shot to kill it. And so it's like you're seeing them. They, they change the angle. So it's it's like almost side view angled that's uh, slowly walking towards you. You just have to sit there. Uh, charging the shot, hoping that you can get it off in time before it mauls you. It, it, there's some really great tension. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds real tense. I appreciate. Yeah, it, it absolutely. is. 
the big thing that I, I went through probably the first couple of maps before I realized that the trick to the Emmys isn't hiding. This is not a stealth game. It like you brought up at the beginning, Samus is super fluid and super smooth in this game. It's about mm-hmm. running and getting the hell out. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they give you a cloak option pretty early on in the game, but they they slow you down a lot with using it and it's very limited too. So it's that is really only a like I'm cornered and I need something to give me a few moments to figure out what I'm going to do next kind of thing. Uh, speed, speed is the game here, and I think that serves me really well with this. Awesome. Are you going? How long do you think it's going to take you to beat it before Christmas? I think before Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna target November because again, I, I'm I'm eating this a little piecemeal, and I I think that's the way I'm going to enjoy it most. And I really want to take my time and enjoy every sort of bit and piece of it. You know. Same studio did Metroid 2 Samus Returns for the 3DS. We just busted that out for video game homework. Yeah, you know, I uh, I thought about that. Because, I, yeah, I, I was aware of that. And as far as I know, that's where the the sort of parry mechanic came from, too. Yeah. So I, I've, I've heard good things about that. Uh, maybe maybe I'll consider visiting that after this. We'll see. Oh, don't we nice. have video game homework to hand in? I thought about that well, too. I was like, not not, in, not until sometime after Extra Life. I know them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was Metroid Dread. Let's move on to one last thing. One last thing, giving us one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, to the weekday. For me, uh, I have found it very difficult to break away from inscription. Yes. I 100%. I bought Guardians of the Galaxy and I keep playing Inscription. <laughs> the, the fundamental card game of that is so good. Like I could play just a game of that anymore. Like it, it's things okay, things stack so well. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty deep into it now. And at this point, I'm like, I'm finding builds and I'm doing my favorite builds and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm pretty hyped on it and trying to like strategize. So yeah, Inscription is very good and addicting. Uh, Joel, what's your one last thing? Uh, so I'm I'm one of many that got the expansion pack for Nintendo Switch Online. And thank I, uh, you for letting me be a family member. Yeah, welcome to the family, Alex. Uh, so I saw a video uh today doing a technical analysis of like switch versus wii u versus wii ports of legend of zelda ocarina of time and the only thing i learned is that like i don't catch on to the glitches and uh inconsistencies unless somebody points it out or if i've got the direct side by side it's a good way to and, live uh, yeah I, I i guess that means i'm a cheap date i don't mm. know but uh, yeah, ignorance is bliss. I guess that's what I'm going for. Exactly. Getty, your one last thing. Uh, I don't remember when Age of Empires three came out, but Age of Empires four is now out. I think I'm gonna play some of that. I don't know when, but I would like to. I enjoyed three a lot. Same with one and two. Those. Those were staple games back in the day. 
Hmm. Age of Empires. So where does it land on the scale of like strategy games? Like is it closer to Civ or more something like Heroes of Might and Magic or what exactly? Like old school Warcraft. Uh-huh. Before hero units. But you, you know, you, as you said as it evolved, it became more like uh I've never played Civ, but I imagine that there's some elements of that. I remember in three they introduced like cards that you could play. As weird stuff. You had to throw the W word. Now, now I'm. Really I don't know. I'll, I'll play. I'll try and play some time this weekend. It's looking like it's going to be busy because of Halloween, but mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get some eyes on it. I'll let you know how wackadoo it is. Yeah, please do. Alec, your one last thing. I'm just looking forward to Halloween. For some reason you're not Getty. Weird. And playing more Final Fantasy. I These pixel remasters are really scratching some itches. Are you dressing up for Halloween? Oh, yes. I'm going to shave my beard again and be Gomez. Gomez Adams, very yes. good. Very good. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we will be streaming on Sundays for some Final Fantasy. I will be streaming on Mondays. Hopefully no straight roads. Something came up last time, so I end up streaming spooky games. Uh, we got some Kingdom Hearts Tuesdays. Uh, podcast Thursdays. Uh, last time Phil was streaming on Fridays. I don't know if his uh, if his schedule's open up, so he might come back for more streaming. We'll see. But Saturday, back to Kingdom Hearts, and then we will continue on. Uh, we're still hyping that extra life. We are raising money for those kids. We're killing it on the fundraising front so far, as our team is at. Uh, $1,577. That's 63% towards our goal. We are having a great time trying to raise money, prepping for Extra Life schedule going out in the next couple weeks. We are prepping. I am getting, uh, I'm going to go buy some new Xbox 360 controllers for uh, the Tournament of Power. I'm going to be practicing getting some uh, setups for our streams, getting the banners ready, getting everything set donations i have hustled my family i have hustled my friends there are text messages being sent we're going to keep raising that damn money and it's going to be a blast so come hang out if you'd like to reach us with questions or input our email address is mail at super at mail at super radio.com and provide a review on itunes or the teddy bear on the last day before retirement of your choice thanks for listening gg joel good game gg getty GG. GG Alec. Good game. Good night, everybody.